0: One of the things that I was attracted to about her originally was just she's kind of she's kind of goofy in a, in a fun way. Just like a, a little, almost like a kid.
1: I can't imagine spending time with anyone else besides him. It's just fun. We like to try a lot of different restaurants. We're big food people. Yeah,
0: what's your favorite mm-hmm. kind of food? Ethiopian. Ethiopian.
1: He does have to figure out how to kind of sometimes just wound me and sometimes I have to do the same thing for him because it's 32 years. You can not get into a lot of ruts.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the third week of the series called From This Day Forward. Uh, If you weren't paying attention, this message is rated PG. Uh, We're going to talk about having fun, and I have six kids, and so if you connect the dots, if you're worried about your kids hearing anything that uh, might fall in that vein, uh, you might want to take them to Life Kids right now. Uh, if you missed the last couple of weeks, I want to review. We are uh, making and keeping five commitments that we believe will impact our marriages. If you missed the first week, everybody else join in. What did we talk about? We talked about how to seek God. Remember, we seek God. We seek the one with our two. We seek God with our spouse. We pray together. We pray together, and our marriage We pray. We seek God. Some of you started off praying and you've already told me you've uh, kind of been distracted. Pray, pray, pray. Never stop flossing and never stop praying. We seek God. Last week we talked about how to what? Say it aloud everybody. How to fight fair. Today we're going to talk about how to have fun. Next week we're going to talk about how to stay pure and finally how to Never give up. Now, I need all of you at all of our churches to say these aloud. If you don't show passion and volume, I will make you say them until you get it right. Work with me. What are we going to do? We're going to seek God. We're going to fight fair. We're going to have fun. We're going to stay pure, and we're going to never give up. Today, I want to talk to you about having fun in your marriage because so often people don't have fun in their marriages. In fact, I'll give you a couple of quotes that I uh, read about online. One quote said, "Um, a man doesn't know what happiness is until he gets married. And by then it's way too late to do anything about it. (laughs) Kind of sad, kind of harsh. If uh, that offended you ladies, this one should level the playing field. If a man says his wife can't take a joke, he needs to remember that she married him and took a really big joke. Come on, don't, don't give me that guy like, pathetic little you know, sympathy laughter. Have some fun. If you can't have fun today, you probably shouldn't be here at all. So in our marriages, unfortunately, too often, there are couples that have a lot of fun when they're dating, but then they get married and life happens, and they stop enjoying each other. I want to submit to you that God really takes delight when we enjoy the blessings of marriage. In fact, I want to read to you Ecclesiastes 9.9. We'll start in the New Living Translation, and then I'll show you the New International Version. The Bible says to live how? Everybody, all of our churches, let's say it aloud. The Bible says to live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. In other words, there's a lot of days where you just go to work, go home, and they're just kind of meaningless, but a blessing is to live happily with the woman that you love. It goes on to say, the wife God gives you, what is she? She should be your reward for all your earthly toil. Live happily with the wife. She is a reward. The NIV says to enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. In fact, I would say that without fun, without adventure, without romance, without physical intimacy, marriage is often reduced to simply a business relationship. It's like a business partnership. It's like two roommates living under the same roof, but yet living two entirely different lives. The communication simply becomes about business. You do this, I'll cover this, you cover that, and I will cover this. And what's interesting is people don't fall in love having a bad time, do they? How often do you know somebody that, that, that falls in love with someone that they're totally bored with? Have you ever heard a young girl say, oh, I mean, this guy is awesome. I mean, when we get together, we have nothing in common. All we do is sit there and say nothing, and occasionally I watch him play his video games as he veges out, and he's just so dull and so boring. It's such a (laughs) turn-on. You don't hear that, do you? What you hear is, oh my gosh, we have so much in common, and it's so fun when we get together, and it is in the dating life where we wouldn't get married, but then you get married, and some people lose all the adventure, and the fun. In fact, when I was dating Amy, uh, we had all these crazy things that we would do. I planned these dates. One um, in particular we like to talk about, I took her on an indoor camping trip. I didn't have a whole lot of money, so I borrowed my next-door neighbor's tent. I set the tent up in the living room. I went and I got my sister's stuffed animals, and I put them around the tent, and those were the wild animals out in the wild. Now, you laugh, but it worked. I'm here to tell you that it worked. And, and we had these little picnic things we put together. And on that date, uh, we were pretty serious. I gave her this little book called Miffy's Bicycle. And she said, what's this for? I said, this is, you know, one day if God gives us kids, we can read this book to our children. Now, the women are like, oh. And the men are like, really? Yes. <laughs> really. That's what I did. And I'll have you know, I just read this book to Buki this week, who has every page memorized because he says, my daddy gave this to my mommy before I was even born. And he likes that. And and there was so much fun that went into these dates, and we committed before we were married, to carry it into our marriage, because the, the truth is, so often uh, we pursue a woman, men, before we're married, but then we get married, we go on and pursue other things. Why? Because we're hunters. We like, to, we like to hunt. We like to conquer. We like to make the kill. We like to win. It's like when you go out and you shoot a deer, What do you do? "Ah!" And then you stuff the deer and you put the deer on the wall and you say, ah, now let's go kill something else. And you do that with your girlfriend, like, ah, marriage. And then you stuff her and you put her on the wall. And you (laughs) say, let's go kill something else. And you, you do the work in the beginning and then you get married and things just very quickly fall apart. It does not have to be that way. In fact, I would submit to you that fun is not a luxury in marriage. Fun is not a luxury in marriage. You may say, but we don't have time for fun. I would say you don't have time not. To have fun. If you don't have some fun in your marriage, one day you may not have a marriage. So today what I want to do is give you three types of fun that every couple must have. And just for the record, I happen to think that these three points are really, really fun. And if you disagree and say they're cheesy, I will say, but you will remember them And so they're very effective. Let's look at them. The first type of fun every married couple must enjoy is what I call face-to-face fun. Everybody say face-to-face fun. Face-to-face fun. That's where we get together, enjoy each other's company face-to-face. Because so often in dating, couples can talk and talk and talk. For hours on end. They get on the phone and they talk. They text back, talk for hours and hours. I've even heard of couples that talk until like two in the morning. And then when they run out of things to say, they just sit there and listen to each other breathe on the phone. Okay. Not heavily, just at an appropriate breathing rate. Just wanted to say for the record. Okay. They just they talk it. Then when they get married, all this face-to-face time ends up being business time. Who's going to get the kids? And you got to get him to soccer, and you got to get her to dance, and and you got to you know we got to um, get the oil change on the car, and oh my gosh, we're you know out of milk again, and, and it's you know uh, the air conditioner broke down, and it's all this other type of communication, and it's not face-to-face, and it's not intimate, and it's not working. It's not working. We need to guard that face to face time. what I want to do is show you three different portions of scripture uh, between the uh, between Uh, uh, Solomon and the Shulamite woman in the book of Song of Solomon, and we'll see how their relationship progressed because of these different types of fun. This first one illustrates face-to-face fun. It's in chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. And watch as Solomon compliments her, starting at the feet, and romantically works his way up her entire life body until he's looking her in her eyes and she is totally his watch this he says how beautiful your sandaled feet O prince's daughter your graceful legs are like jewels the work of a craftsman's hands this guy is good watch him Your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. I don't understand that part, but I'm sure it worked for her. Your, your waist is a mound of wheat circled by lilies. Verse 3, your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. <laughs> Evidently, he's really excited that there are two of them, and, and he's like, they're twins, and they're both there. Now, Just for the record, I've got about 14 really funny things that I'd love to say right now. But because I'm maturing in the things of God, I will not say them to you now. But if we see each other later, I'll tell you when no one else is listening because they're funny. (laughs) Because on your breast, they're like, ah, twins, ah, yes, two of them. And then he he says, your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are the pool of Heshbon by the the gate of Bath-Rabim. What is he doing? He is talking to her intimately, face-to-face. And what is he doing? He's giving her details. Men, say details. details. Men like headlines. Women like what? Women like details. details. They want to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about things that you don't care about and go on <laughs> and on. And it's very important to them because your relationship works best when you have intimate, ongoing conversation. You must guard it and you must protect it because if you do not, life will squeeze the intimacy out of your face-to-face fun. It happens to all of us. In fact, uh, for years, if you've been with me in our church for years, I talked forever about the importance of having a date night Date night, date night, date night, date night, date night. And for years, Amy and I faithfully almost every week had a date night where we would connect um, intimately and emotionally face to face. Well, then uh, after having six kids and the church becoming uh, more complicated with moving parts, we just agreed that, hey, you know, we've got a great marriage. Let's just have fun with our kids and not have the date night face to face. We're just too busy for that at this season of life. But we had no idea how much that seemingly innocent decision would actually cost us. It was months later that we saw this same thing happening over again each week at Life Group. We'd be at Life Group, and Amy would say something about what she was going through or what she felt, and I would be like, I didn't know that. I mean, this is a big deal, and I didn't know, and then the same thing would happen on the flip side. I would say, well, here's what I'm really praying about, and here's what I'm facing that's burdened me, and Amy would be like, I didn't know that. Well, you're just now telling me at Life Group? And what we realized is we had surrendered one of the most important things to our marriage, that intimate face-to-face time. You have to create it, and you have to guard it, you have to do it, or your marriage will suffer. And let me just say, for the record, driving your kids to their activity, sitting together talking while watching a show, or talking while you're both playing with your cell phones does not count. We're talking about consistent, guarded, faithful, face-to-face time. Take a weekend getaway, do whatever, where you invest that time face-to-face, and have some face-to-face fun. The second thing we need is what I call side-to-side fun. Everybody say side-to-side. Say it again, side-to-side. This is where you're hanging out with your best friend. You're doing something you enjoy with your wife or your husband. It's enjoying time doing common activities. Verse 11 of chapter 7, the text says, Come, my lover... Let's go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. In other words, let's have a weekend getaway. Let's have someone take care of the kids. Let's leave the house. Let's go away and just have some fun together. Now, just as women typically crave the face-to-face time, men generally crave more side-to-side time. It's a time where just hanging out, doing something they enjoy, with their wife, for some reason, it just makes a man feel valued, it's fun, and he he sees you as as his very best friend, and it's an incredibly bonding experience for both, especially for the man. I like what one guy said. He said, I always like to be by my wife's side, and I always hold her hand. He said, I do it for two reasons. Number one, because I love her. Number two, because if I let go, she goes shopping. I always... (laughs) hold her hand. Now, it wasn't until years later where I read about this and realized how important it was, it kind of put words on some ideas I had about uh, Amy. Back when we were dating, one of the things I loved about her is she would come join me in my activities. Uh, One time we played catch together. We got baseball gloves and we played catch. And I was like, this chick is cool. I mean, cool, cool, cool. She'll play catch with me. And it was so meaningful. Someone took a picture of it. And I thought this was like, I wanted everybody to see this chick plays catch. I blew it up and put it on the wall. In fact, I've actually got a copy of it, I think, right here. There's Amy at the age of 19 playing catch with me. Here's another one I liked is she wore my sweatsuit and held my tennis rackets. And it just seemed fun to me. I don't even think that we played tennis that day. she wore the gear, and so I took a picture, and there's something about that side-to-side activity, and I don't know what it would be for you. Maybe he wants you to play golf with him, and you go, you I don't like golf, it's boring, but you go along, and that does something, or he wants you to go hunting, like hunting? I'd rather, you know, go shopping, but you go along, and it does something for him, or maybe for you, you guys like playing board games together, or going mountain climbing, or taking long walks, or sitting out in the morning and drinking tea, and, and watching the birds or whatever it is, that side-to-side time is so important. You ladies enter into his world, and men, you enter into her world. You Do what she enjoys. Uh, I went grocery shopping with Amy on Friday night. Why? You think I like grocery shopping? No. I'd rather get Chinese water torture than go grocery shopping. <laughs> But I go because I get that time with Amy, it means a lot to her. And I got to sneak some pancake mix into the bottom of the basket and my wife made me flat pancakes this Saturday morning. That's how good God is and how good my wife is. We went grocery shopping. I enter into her world and she loves that. Every now and then I'll just like lose control in my godliness and love for her and I'll watch an entire TV show that's all about wedding dresses. Yes, a whole show about wedding dresses. And why do I do that? Because I'm entering and she just loves it. Doesn't this make you feel close? I'm like, sorta, I I guess, you know? Or I'll go to like a co-ed baby shower, you know? The one thing I will not do is she wants us to go get our nails done together. You gotta draw a line somewhere. I'm just, I just can't do that. I don't, that's like nasty, I hate that. I know some of you men, you like getting your nails done, that's fine. Every guy gets one chick thing, it's a universal law. Mine is candles, yours is nails, okay? (laughs) You can do one, if you do two, okay. So, so, here's the thing, ladies, ladies, you, you like for him to talk, you like for him to talk. There's two times when a man is most likely to open up. You ready for this? You might want to write this down. The first is when he's doing something with you he enjoys. The second is right after he's done something with you that he enjoys That's just good preaching. I don't know how you contain yourselves in the middle of such powerful and fun stuff. Well, I've been uh, asking Amy's advice on these subjects as we go. And so here's Amy's take on these issues. Well, last week I was a little sick with a cold here and this week Amy's a little sick. Maybe it's because we've been having a little fun. I don't know. but. Uh, Amy, over the years, what are some of the different ways that we've enjoyed our relationship together?
1: We've had a lot of fun over the years together. And I think it's because we've always been best friends. Uh, to have that, we've had to be intentional with our time. And the things that we've done have been as simple as taking walks that uh, turn into some amazing conversations, and or going out and playing tennis together, sometimes working out together. Um, early on before kids sitting and having the time to play a really great game of chess. And all of these things um, have strengthened our marriage because we have learned to really enjoy enjoy one another.
0: So there have been seasons when we didn't guard our time and have as much enjoyment together. How did that impact us and what advice would you give to other couples who are struggling with that right now?
1: It does impact us. It does affect our relationship. It's like there's a distance when we don't have our time together and really uh, keep that communication line going and have just time to enjoy one another. Um, we feel that distance in our hearts, and, and so we have to prioritize and make the time, and that's the best thing I could say for couples. And their, their situation may not change for quite a while. They may be in a season that goes on for quite a while, and so it's so important to plan and schedule a time for their relationship.
0: Well romance and physical intimacy should be a part of any good marriage. What advice would you give to a couple who's maybe struggling in this area?
1: I think it's important that we look at physical intimacy in marriage as a process of growing together and a lot of marriages need healing in this area from past baggage. We don't want to use that as a cop-out however we want to work toward healing and see marriage um, and intimacy and physical intimacy is, as holy and let God renew our minds in that way and see it as we grow in in Christ as a way to minister to one another because, yeah, there's days when we're tired and days when um, we'd just rather not and we, we need to love one another and serve one another and make it a priority in our marriages and I see too often uh, women that don't and I think that that is very harmful to their marriage. Well,
0: that's a great answer to a uh, really important question. If you guys mind uh, killing the lights. <laughs> that was actually a surprise for her. She didn't know about the... Lights part. So when she rolled her eyes, that was natural. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> three types of fun that every married couple must have. Let's say them aloud. What is the first type? It's face to face. What is the second type? Side to side. You ready for the third one? It's belly button to belly button. Write that down and somebody say amen. The little belly button. To belly button. Is that clever or what? You'll, you'll remember that. All right, let me, let, me, let me break this belly button to belly button down. Verse 11 and 12 of chapter 7. Watch this. The Shulamite woman says to Solomon, she says, Come, my lover, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded. I'm getting to the fun part. If their blossoms have opened and if their pomegranates are in bloom. And then what does she say? Somebody help me out. She says, there I will give you my love. What does she say? Translated into modern day language. She said, hey, let's go have sex in the park. (laughs) That's what she said. That's what she said. Now, don't go have sex in the park, or you will get arrested. Unless you can find a really private place. And here, here she said, "Let's have some belly button to belly button. Let's have some physical and romantic fun." You say, "Does God like that?" Oh, yes. He does. If you don't believe me, look at God's word, Proverbs 5, 18 through 20. This is a great verse. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Be married 30, 40 years. Enjoy this woman that you married when you were young. A loving doe, a graceful deer. Watch this. May her breasts satisfy you always. This is the word of God. May he add his blessings to the reading of his word. Some of you aren't smiling. I don't know what's wrong with you. This is good stuff. This is God's word. May her breasts satisfy you always. And may you be what? Say this aloud. May you be captivated. May you ever be captivated by her love. The Hebrew word translated as captivated is the word shagah. Everybody say shagah. You have to say it like that with attitude. It doesn't work if you say shagah. Okay? It's shagah. This, this word in the Hebrew language is the same word used when an animal would attack and kill another animal and eat the animal. May your love be like that. Sugar! This is good, right? Now, let me give you some advice about this, because because I believe that one of the best things you can do for your marriage is have some physical and intimate fun. So let me give some advice to the men and the women. Men, first of all, work on your approach. Vary your approach. Get creative in your pro- approach. Be tender in your approach. Quit just doing the same approach every day. Hey, you want some of this, don't you? <laughs> I know you do. Check this out. Don't get out of the shower, walk around like, you know, hey. You know, you know, you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, work on your approach. Romance, conversation, bring a gift home. Listen, rubber feet, work on your approach because, ladies, you all know every husband can make everything sexual. She says, can you make me a bowl of cereal? I was like, sure thing, I'll make you a bowl of cereal. Give me a spoon, I'll stir you up. You know, cha- can, we got to get the oil changed. You know, I'll change your oil. But, you know." <laughs> Work on your approach, be loving, be tender. Ladies, my advice for you, make an approach. <laughs> Any approach, make an approach. You want some of this? Uh-huh. You know, just listen to me, get a little romantic. Listen, ladies, whatever you've got, it looks better in silk than in flannel. Take that old thing, throw it away, get some lingerie, go on a date, play, play some music, draw a bath, give a back rub, put on some Marvin Gaye and say, let's get it on. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are going, we don't have time for all that. We got little kids. Well, you go and, and put on a door of the Explorer CD, run into the bedroom, lock the door, say, quick. We've got 30 minutes. Go, Diego, go! (laughs) Have some fun! Have some fun! Have some fun. Oh, the offering better be good today. <laughs> so, here's the thing: gonna <laughs> be a lot of baby dedications about uh, nine and a half months from now. Here, here's the thing. Let me get, let me try to get serious for a minute, ladies. Uh, generally speaking, we all agree. Generally, not always, and I understand that. But generally speaking, most men desire physical intimacy more often than most women. Well, agreed? Agreed? This is yes. Let me say it again because you're looking at me like you don't agree. Generally speaking, most men desire physical intimacy more often than most women. Agreed? Yes. yes. M- most often. Okay. Ladies, you need to understand in marriage, this is so important. When, when you turn off the faucet and things go dry, this is a crisis for a man. It's the equivalent of the emotional distress that you would face when there's silence and there's no emotional intimacy. It is a crisis. And one of the greatest ways you can love each other is by coming together Renewing your covenant, which is a, sex is spiritual before it's anything else. It's the picture of two becoming one and ministering to one another. It is, it is a blessing from God and it's a way you serve one another. Okay, ladies, what you need to realize is that if, he, if he's not getting his sexual needs met, he has no other legitimate option but you. Everything else is sinful. You are His only legitimate outlet for sexual fulfillment, and one of the greatest things you can do for each other is to engage in frequent and creative and spiritual lovemaking. It is—it is a gift. It is honoring to God, and it renews the covenant. Now, what some of you can say, but. He's a jerk, and I don't like him, and I don't like you for telling me to have sex with him or whatever. And <laughs> listen to me, listen to me. I understand that. Feelings follow actions. You start doing what you once did, and you'll get what you once had. What are we going to do? If you want what you once had, do what you once did. You, you got married because you had fun. Start having fun again. We're going to seek God. We pursue the one with our two. We're going to fight fair. And my goodness, you had fun at one time. You're have fun again. Get creative. Make it a priority. But I don't like it. You know, there, there's, but there's this guy at work, and he meets my emotional needs, and he looks better. Or there's this girl at the gym, and she seems to be more fun. Listen to me. If the grass looks greener somewhere else, it's time to water your own yard. Go pack and invest in the marriage that God has given you and enjoy life with the wife that God has blessed you with. And if you think that, that the distance between here and there is too far of a distance to travel, remember, with God, all things are possible and we'll continue to seek him and believe that he will give us what he wants us to have, as we do what's right to honor him from this day forward. Father, I pray today that your spirit would minister life. God, I, I know that so often we get so busy and, and we forget to even enjoy your goodness and your presence and the blessings of relationships. God, forgive us for neglecting to praise you and enjoy all the gifts you've given us. As you pray today at all of our different churches, I want you to think about life in general. I don't know about you, but so often I get get way too serious and caught up in all the business of life, and I forget that the Bible says this is the day today that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Let us acknowledge the goodness of God. I don't know what it would be for you, but maybe you can be thankful that you've got health or you've got friendships, or you've got a roof over your head, or you've got a job, or, or for years and years you felt lonely and you wanted to be married, and now you are married, and you can thank God that he brought you someone or he brought you children, and yet you've been too busy to enjoy some of God's Blessings And today you just want to repent and say, I really do. I want to see his goodness everywhere. I want to have fun. Some of you in your marriages, life has happened. You're like us. We, we made that a priority and then we let it slip and we had to bring it back. And you need to recommit today. Yes, God, I commit to enjoy this gift with my spouse. All of our churches, you've neglected some of the enjoyment that God may want you to have, and you just want to see his goodness everywhere. Would you lift your hands high right now? Just lift them up. Come on, marriages, you've neglected some of the fun. You had fun before, you want to have it again. Lift your hands up right now. Lift them up together and say, yes, that's us. God, thank you today for, for opening our eyes to something that, that may seem light on the surface but is really deep at its root, God, that you want us to enjoy life with those around us, to see your goodness. I pray for marriages, God. I know that they, they fell in love having fun. I pray, God, that they'd fall in love all over again with a new season of fun. God, if they want what they once had, I pray, God, they'd do what they once did and they would pursue you, God and that they would enjoy the blessings that you have given them. As you keep praying today at all of our different churches, I'd love to tell you, hey, above all else, God wants you happy. God wants you happy. I would love to be able to tell you that, but the reality is I cannot tell you that because God's highest priority for us is not our happiness. Above our happiness, he wants our holiness. But the problem is we are not holy. We are sinful. And the reason why so many of us are miserable is because our sin has taken us away from God and we're lost looking for anything in this world that brings meaning. And yet we're so empty. That's why so many marriages are are longing for something more because we're missing what God really wants us to have. And that is a right relationship with him, week number one, seek God, pursue the one with our two. At all of our churches, there are those of you who you're gonna recognize, yes, I am sinful. Yes, I'm not walking in a living relationship with God. Well, the good news is God did something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves, he sent his son Jesus, who was without sin, to die for our sins and to be raised again, so that anyone who calls on his name would be saved, would be forgiven, would be transformed. There are those of you at all of our different churches you recognize right now. You're you're longing for something more. You're aching for something that this world cannot provide. You're aching for a relationship with God. There are those of you you're under the weight of your sin. You feel. Guilty. You feel the burden today as you call on Jesus. He will forgive your sins. He will make you knew. He is what you've been searching for at all of our different churches. Those of you who would say, yes, that's me. Today, I give my life to him. God, I give my life to you through Jesus. Save me. Make me new. That's your prayer. Lift up your hands high right now, all over the place. Lift them up and say, yes, that's my prayer. Lift them up high and say, yes, I give my life to you. Both of you right back over here. God bless you guys. Others of you, lift up your hands and say, yes, I surrender my life to you, God. I give it completely to you. I need your salvation back here. Others today who say, yes, Jesus, I surrender. Church Online, you click right below me, and together we're all going to pray aloud. Everybody pray. Pray, Heavenly Father, forgive me for my sins. Save me. Make me new. I believe Jesus died for me, and he rose again. So I could live for you. Take all of my life. It's not my own. I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Life Church, would you worship big? Would you celebrate all over the place? Lift up thanksgiving to God. Welcome those born into his family.